Fitness Fitness Business Podcast, proudly supported and sponsored by the Fitness and Wellness Show in Sydney, March 2022, and FitRec Fitness Registration for Fitness Professionals. I am extremely lucky this afternoon to be speaking to Alex Buffington. Now you're going to say, Alex, I know that name. Where do I know that from? Well, Alex has been in the fitness industry for many, many years. And he is currently Director of Enterprise Sales at IntelliVideo. So who is IntelliVideo? Well, it's an online fitness class platform that enables fitness operators to transform their business into a hybrid model and create more profit in their business. Good afternoon, Alex. Good afternoon, Mel, and thank you for having me. I'm really pleased to be here with you and honored to be here with you. Well, it's an absolute pleasure having you. And I have to say, when I was going through what you've been doing over the last decade or so in the fitness industry, I thought, wow, I didn't realize Alex was so versed when it came to technology in our industry. So congratulations in everything that you have achieved and learnt, of course. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. <laughs> you are very welcome. Now, before we get started, just for those that are listening who aren't quite sure who IntelliVideo is, can you give me a brief description on who they are and when they started back in 2014? Yes, so IntelliVideo is what's known in the technology space as an OTT platform. And that's just a fancy technology acronym for over-the-top, which just means with respect to apps and television apps um, that we build, we tend to layer our code on top of theirs so that our apps work natively in Roku or Amazon Fire TV or Android TV. Um, that also, of course, these systems include really every element that an organization would need to launch a digital service. So a web app that really acts as your digital storefront, as well as um, the ability to control and organize your content via a content management platform that we provide. So really, it's an all-encompassing thing, including live streaming technologies, all in one place. So organizations can come in and really white-label their digital service without having to worry about someone's logo showing up and organize it as they see fit. I love OTT, over-the-top platform. Love it. Love it. Uh, I think that is a great hashtag, so don't forget that. Well, it is the technology space, Mel, so we have to have an acronym for everything. We do. We do. So let's, <laughs> let's, talk, about, um, let's talk about the digital industry. Now, 2021 going into 2022 is completely different as, you know, 2018, 2019, and even 2020. So what is the current state of the digital industry? Well, we've seen massive adoption. There was a recent... Uh, I guess a, a infographic or a, a really a, a thought leadership paper that was written uh, between ABC Financial and um, a few of Club Intel. And what they, they discovered some really fascinating things. Right now, 75% of all members are using a digital fitness or not even a specific service. Let's be broader than that. They're using digital fitness in some capacity or another which is a pretty big number, and it shows that adoption from the consumer side is there. They've, they've already adopted it, and they consider it to be 
part of how they uh, view their fitness journeys and what they need to do, uh, how they need to achieve their goals to meet those, uh, uh, to fulfill that journey, so to speak. So we saw, you know, some significant changes. We know adoption is there. Um, in terms of fitness operators who have really led the charge or as an industry, how we're seeing that adoption, we're seeing around 60% so far industry-wide have launched in some fashion a digital service, whether it's through YouTube or whether it's through white-labeled platforms such as ours. Um, so I think what the pandemic did now, as you and I both know, we have had digital offerings in the past for years. It's not new for us. What I think happened is our industry tends to be slow to adopt. Um, with, with respect to new technology, at least as far as I have seen. And what the pandemic did was really pour some accelerant on that and make this big, slow-moving shift move much quicker than it's used to. And it caused a lot of people to be uh, more nimble in their thinking. So that's really what I've seen. And now we're seeing some even more applications of digital throughout the clubs when you start to think of a true hybrid approach to these things. It's been really interesting, um, Alex, you know, you're right in saying people have had to accelerate their move across to digital where they may have been thinking about it, you know, six to 12 months. Oh, yeah, well, I'll have a look and see what's happening next year in the industry. And, and as you know, the industry globally was just shut down. There was no, you know, warning or nothing. The doors just closed and we all had to provide a product that we were used to delivering in person. We had to find another way to do it. And, th and that was online. Do you think at the moment, though you're saying 60% of gym operators are moving across to this type of model, do you think that there's still a lot of operators that are just refusing to do so? And do you think those that refuse to move across to having an online uh, platform, do you think it's going to cost their business dearly by doing so? Well, you know, it, this is such a, a tricky thing to answer because there's so much volatility right now let's be honest and what i think i see happening is those that haven't necessarily uh, dove into digital and offering digital fitness to members there may be a multitude of factors that may prevent them from doing it or give them pause uh, that could be protecting their cash position during a time of real big uncertainty um, no one knows what the next variant may do or if uh, this current Omicron and Delta together are going to create a perfect storm throughout the winter. We're kind of watching that. And I think that uncertainty, as far as the club operators is concerned, it you know gives them pause. And they may hold back on something that they may be investing in uh, down the road. But for the here and now, I, I think that's a, a symptom of it. There's certainly a segment you and I know them of operators who don't don't feel the need at all. And what their view is, there is so much saturation out there. There's so many offerings out there. Why throw ours out there? Why 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 glut what's already you know an overstated market? And so I think that these are the 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 sorts of things that are acting as barriers. And then the last, and you and I both know this, is time now. Club operators, but even before the pandem pandemic, didn't have time to do things like orientation, right? The most fundamental things to the industry. And I believe that um, 
they, they effectively are trying to find the right way. They know, I think most of them know where the consumers are, but they, they won't do it. They'll send them to Apple Fitness. They'll send them to YouTube. They'll say, look, you know, Les Mills has wonderful programming over there. You can go see all of these other third-party providers and content providers out there to get your in-home workout, and you keep coming into the club and work out with us. Um, I do think that that is missing a tremendous opportunity to increase their own brand. And it kind of segues me to this whole notion of, well, it's an oversaturated market. Well, that's very true. There's so many, a multitude of options out there, but uh, digital should be a, a part of your omni-channel strategy with your member engagement, but also it should allow you to extend your brand reach beyond your normal four walls or your normal marketing. That could come in the form of focusing on your own instructors so that people can get a feel of what fitness service you can provide directly to them. And so I think that I, I don't want to be unfair to anyone. I think that there are a lot of challenges. It is an investment in not just time and uh, not just money, but time and resources. Um, so that's really what, I, what I've seen. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, Alex. The other problem I think that our industry has that we all rushed into uh, online classes. Let's face it, we all just rushed in and Facebook Live was happening and then we had smaller types of platforms and YouTube was happening. And I think the club owners that haven't adapted to having an online platform have perhaps a as you said, they don't have uh, the money to set up a, a platform. And I would like to reiterate to those people that it's not as expensive as you think. You need to, to in order to create your online content, that is very actually not expensive at all to do because you can be doing that on a daily basis in your club. And then what you need to do is obviously to go to a provider and go to the next step. But I also found with the club owners that haven't moved forward, they were getting lost in the language of the digital industry and they were struggling to understand a lot of the language that's being put out there onto the platforms. Now you just mentioned the word omni-channel, then we mentioned the word hybrid, and then we mentioned the word digital platform and I know of many club owners that say I don't even understand that language and what it is so for those guys that are out there listening Alex I'm just going to actually ask you to very quickly explain those three things to listeners that are yet to move forward in having an online platform right so when we talk about omni-channel these are all of the different avenues of communication and touch points that you could potentially have with a member whether it's through these chatbots that we've all seen on all of these consumer sites that we visit, or whether it's email, texting, uh, snail mail even. Digital is just yet another channel that you now have, and probably the most powerful channel because we're all visual learners. We're such highly visual people nowadays that it's even more impactful and powerful than, let's say, a uh, a survey you may be setting, sending out of a survey monkey that really gives you static information. So I think that Omnichannel in particular references the different ways that from a marketing standpoint and a, and a customer outreach standpoint that you can engage with people. 
right? And then when we start to think about the other components we, we just mentioned, right? So hybrid. Hybrid is really how are you going to leverage this new offering? And it is. It's a service offering just like personal training might be. How are you going to incorporate this throughout the business as an extension of it? Is it going to be by including access to digital services via your top memberships, which is, if you listen to Adam, our CEO, he'll talk about that all day long, right? In terms of trying to increase attachment and increase your LTVs across your member base. So there's real efficacy in, in that. And that's what hybrid is really is saying is, look, we're going to be, we're going to meet you member wherever you are. And we are going to provide services that don't just are, are not just relegated to the experience you're having in our brick and mortar, but how are we complementing that necessarily when you're outside of the club? How are we helping support you? So I think that's what really you should think of is it's a holistic uh, 360 degree view and approach to engaging members. So, Alex, can you tell me then uh, some success stories where clubs have been leveraging content and have had, you know, uh, uh, have been able to derive an income from it? I mean, there's some tremendous success stories. Some obviously have been built over time now. Nothing is an overnight success, as the old Hollywood saying would go. Um, there's no such thing. But you've got people like Crunch out there who have done some both very interesting things, call it on the, the first iteration of leveraging digi uh, digital fitness. Um, they've been very successful uh, as call it a mid-market. I know they're kind of this tweener between HVLP and mid-market. And I think that they've done tremendously well in adoption. And that's because they've taken, again, a full call it omni-channel approach, they're selling this both off the digital storefronts they have, off their, their primary website. They're doing in-club sales of this. You know, they've trained people in the club to discuss what the digital offering is and what it can bring to them. So I think when you bring all of that together with some very great marketing from Chad and the team over there, you end up with a really big adoption rate. So they've been very successful in doing that. There's some boutique operators that really did some amazing things out there. Um, Melt Method is one that has done some spectacular things in leveraging both the sale of in-home products, whether it be equipment, rollers, whatever it may be, uh, that can then marry up to the workouts that they're providing. So the, everyone's really thinking about this. A little bit of Peloton obviously comes into play. People are wondering how they can incorporate a hardware and a digital experience to the member. Maybe with branded bikes, that may be where we end up. But for everyone. But that's that's some of what we have seen very successfully done. And then there uh, there's another Pilates influencer who I've seen who does fantastically well named John Gary. And he's really, he's virtual only. So you see all sorts of different successes. Mel, across different fitness operators, whether you are an HVLP club, a full-service lifestyle club, corporate-based, we're seeing uh, some really interesting use of, the, of digital across uh, every segment of the industry. And people, I'll, I'll just anecdotally share with you, 
And it, it's very eye-opening because I didn't know about the fitness influencer when I started doing all this. There are influencers out there making $50,000, $60,000 a month with little to no overhead other than their, their minimal production costs. So for sure, there is tremendous opportunity in creating another non-views revenue stream uh, with respect to, di to digital. Now, will it be like personal training? I don't think it would ever be something to, uh, of that significance. Maybe not yet, at least. Down the road, maybe. Um, but certainly, it's accretive to the business. That's for sure. Uh, Alex, I have to say, throughout the lockdown, uh, as a club owner, <laughs> I started selling uh, equipment to the female members to work out with at home. And yeah. we then used that equipment with our, uh, our Facebook Live classes. And then, you know, obviously, as you know, we uploaded the classes onto a, an app for the members to access when they couldn't attend the live classes. And I didn't realize at the time how popular it was going to be. And because we found unique pieces of equipment that they hadn't experienced uh, at the club, they were even more keen to purchase the equipment off us and then to attend the classes from home and then subscribe to the app. So we were deriving income from the equipment sale and then an ongoing uh, income coming from them attending the, the platform classes. So it's definitely worthwhile something uh, to think about, especially when we come into the holiday season. If you can be supplying your members with classes and workouts wherever they go for their holidays and equipment, it's definitely a win-win. A so it's definitely something, as I said, for club owners to look at. So Alex, just walk me through the process before I go to one of our last questions. I'm a club owner and I pick up the phone and I say, look, Alex, I've got a dozen classes that I have filmed throughout lockdown, but I now know that I need to get a platform happening because my competitors in the area have got platforms and yeah, I'm a club owner and I need to have extra income coming in. What is the process from that moment that you and I have a conversation? Oh, you just flip a switch now and it's on. Just like that? <laughs> no, 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 that's everyone's dream though. That's for sure. Um, it is a, it is a process and, and the, there are multiple elements, just like with club management. I always would go back to my roots you have a, a whole slew of configurations that you have to make sure fits you like a glove. How do you, how are you redeeming personal training? How do you do locker management if you're doing that? Are you tracking towel service and inventory? All of these, the nuance, right? That goes into crafting that club management solution to be molded to your business process. Well, there's a, it's a very similar. There are configurations, but it's nowhere near as complex or robust as that, uh, this becomes much more intuitive. Think of it, I'm setting up Netflix for my club business. What are the, what are the services we offer? Well, we'll look there and that can determine your categories. Um, how do you want to allow people to subscribe? Do you want it to be through membership? Do you want it to be through a standalone paywall where really transactions happen outside of club management? There's a multitude of options. The point being, it's not as hard as you would think. The entire process from, from beginning to end should take no more than 45 days at the maximum. The, prepon the preponderance of that time 
is being spent in a web design fashion with the web app we provide. So we've got to make sure that this thing is branded to mesh with what you already have out there, right? It's an extension of your existing brand. That's the first goal. And that takes time. And then the only other thing that takes a lot of time is content. These are the two time sucks when it comes to getting these systems launched. So if we have content already there, ready to use, and many people do, some still don't. Um, but we have a solution for those that don't via third-party content partners like a Les Mills or like a Sweat Factor or Ship Fitness. Um, we, can, we can work with you to help launch with third-party content. I don't recommend keeping it up there for long because, again, we go back to an extension of the brand, and that's not emblematic necessarily of your own fitness business. Um, so those are the, the, the biggest elements. Live streaming doesn't take a lot to set up. It's very intuitive. Uh, most people who've been doing it today already know all of the rigmarole you go through with an OBS solution that sits there in the middle to encode all of your um, audio and video and make sure that it's getting to a destination that can be recorded. Uh, so I think some really think of it as being this huge mountain that they have to climb. And again, the time suck piece, we're, we're already slammed, Alex. You know, uh, today uh, the ceiling caved in and now I'm busy dealing with that. Or the, the pool flooded down in the lower floor and I'm busy with that. So it's not so bad. Once you get it going, and that's the key, get it out there. Once you get this thing going, it's, it will build. Netflix did not build that catalog in a day. They built it over 10 years, and that's the beauty. You start, you have a basis, maybe 20, 30 hours worth of content to get out to market and keep some attachment and stickiness. And then from there, you are just building upon that foundation. As long as you continuously are focusing on, hey, once a month, twice a month, we're going to get together. We're going to shoot five hours of content. It'll be a mix of short form, long form. Either way, we'll have another 20 or 30 videos that are going to be sitting in the catalog. And that's really what the level of effort is that we're talking about. It's interesting, Alex. You know, I know that as club owners are probably listening, they're either going, well, 45 days, that's not too long. I, I can deal with that. Or you might get the other end of the scale where they're saying, wow, 45 days away. I mean, I need something yesterday. What you can do in that 45 days is obviously you heard Alex say, you know, about creating content. You can be doing that within the 45 days. But you can also be pre-selling the platform before it launches. So you can be upselling the platform to your members during that 45 days and creating excitement within the club that you're opening and launching a new business model. So don't waste the 45 days. I would definitely be pre-selling the product to um, your members during that period whilst you're also maybe filming some more online classes. Alex, with um, Intellivideo, does it integrate with uh, wearables or any other product that club owners will benefit from? So today we are integrated with most of the club management software providers in the industry, as well as most of the uh, CRMs that are out there. So for, from a marketing standpoint, from a management standpoint, we're there. Uh, in terms of wearables, it is something that's at the top of our roadmap right now. And I know we've been speaking with some of the 
the same people we all know in the industry, whether it's MyZone and then Apple Watches, Garmin devices, Samsung devices. So our, our vision is, yes, for to have a complete member experience here. And so, again, going back to the member journey, right, tracking that journey properly, um, it's incumbent on us to definitely have wearables in the mix. They help. They don't do much more. Again, optically, you see your heart rate, your kcal burn, the standard things you may see on any watch, because that's about what the screen can support on these players. So uh, it's something high on our radar and also being able to sh uh, push that information. Hey, uh, you know, my son, uh, Mel played this video. She watched it for this long. And we can push that information to them and then they can marry that up with the biometric information that they already have from the watch or the uh, chest strap. So Alex, tell me something. All right, let's, so let's assume 2022, you've got the wearables happening with Intel video. And I know that that will be very, very popular if it happens, but I'm a club operator now and I've got my, my platform happening with you guys and my members have got um, classes. And we know at the moment that on-demand classes are superseding live classes. I can tell you that in my club is definitely happening because the work lifestyle balance has changed and we're seeing it also globally that, that members are wanting to do the classes on demand. But what else can I do with my platform to create more of an experience with my members? Oh, well, Mel, this is a fantastic question. I mean, we're, we're, we're already seeing, call it version 2.0 of use of digital. And again, these are the, the people who are pushing the applications of this within the industry. We're seeing, uh, I had one boutique customer who is running hybrid circuit training classes. It's instructor-led. It's, it's a fabulous concept. I still haven't seen it visually, uh, but we have deployed it. And what we did is the trainers can come in, create their own custom playlists in our system off their profile and then he has monitors that are mounted at every circuit station so what happens is that uh, instructor can play a sequence of videos across the circuit that really are showing the member all they're doing is showing the member the right way to work out on this circuit and that's getting reinforced with the instructor who's walking behind you and watching you so that's, that's one really interesting application that we've seen. Um, the other one that I, I'm getting very excited about, and, you know, Paul Bedford, the retention guru, may have some of his own views on this in terms of orientation and onboarding. We're about to head into our busy season. And one thing we still know as an industry is there's about a 45% attrition rate or 50% attrition rate, I'm sorry, for new member joints within the first 45 days of membership. Well, there's a real opportunity, and some are doing it today, to better onboard those new members so they won't cancel within 45 days. So it could be very mundane things. Alex, here's a video on how to use the lap pull, or here's how you want to do a box turn or a burpee. All of the fundamental things and what you're doing is you're removing intimidation from this whole mix with this new member. So they're not going to walk in and say, oh my gosh, look at all these people. They're fabulous. They're amazing at what they're doing. Um, and that, that's, that's something that, that 
members get intimidated by always, or they don't know how to use the equipment right, and maybe they're pensively looking over at someone next door, kind of like a high school student trying to cheat off his neighbor. Hey, how, how's he doing it? And he watches to try and mimic that. Well, let's not have them guess. Let's help support these new members and indoctrinate them, not just in how to use equipment. It could be in the services. How many times, I can't tell you how many times I've uh, joined a club and I'm kind of a type A member. I know what I want to do when I walk into a club, right? I'm, I'm not the upsell member. So I have my routine. But what if someone showed me a video right there in club of what the Group X class is doing right at that moment? What's the, hey, have you seen a Zumba class before? Well, here, here's one right on my tablet. Take a look. It's happening live upstairs right now. Why don't you go check it out and try it? I, there, there are so many opportunities here. I with, uh, fitness. I I agree with you, Alex. You know what I would love to see in clubs, and I know that some of our um, incredible equipment suppliers are already doing this. But I would love every single piece of equipment in the club to have a QR code on it because we live in a QR code society. You know, if we go anywhere uh, here, you know, we have to QR code in to go to the restaurant, to the hairdressers, to the retail shop, to the gym. I would love to see QR codes on the equipment. Therefore, the member can then go scan the QR code and then get a demonstration, say, from Life Fitness uh, or Hammer Strength on how to use one of their, their pieces of equipment. I think that that would be great. Though it's not, though it's not a solution because really it should be the fitness professional in the club should be taking that member through that experience. But it is another option to capture them, as you say, before they want to cancel their membership. And then what club owners could be doing is then uploading, uploading that recording onto the website. So as you said, the onboarding experience. So wouldn't it be great if, if uh, a member could come to my website, can see that I've got on-demand classes that I've organized through you guys, and then they can go, hey, and they click a video and it shows them how to use um, a hack squat or how to use one of the bicep curl machines. But it might also have some simple videos on there also, you know, how to scan into the club correctly, uh, how to book for a gym program, how to book for a personal trainer. Because unfortunately, as you said, in the busy season, though we think we're fulfilling our role as a professional properly, most of the time in the busy season, we cut corners to the member's expense and they miss out on an experience. So whether it's a correct onboarding experience to group fitness or an onboarding experience to gym equipment, I feel that we're now a QR code society and we're used to scanning that we should be putting QR codes on all of our equipment. Uh, it's already happening. Um, you, you hit it right on the head with this, uh, Mel, because this is part of that, that 2.0 that we're seeing. Uh, for instance, right, uh, the relationship with Matrix is a primary example. What if, what if the equipment vendors made it just very simple for you, those QR codes, to be your people coming up and showing them how to use the equipment instead of some canned content? I, I'm thinking even beyond. We are at that point, though where the equipment, the, the row machine and et cetera, would have that QR, you can scan it, and then up comes the video to show you how to use it. Where that is happening today, and I think it's a fabulous idea. 
uh, because people are either I, I, looking at that little diagram, right? Which body part am I hitting? What's the correct motion? That little guy is still sitting there, that silhouette, trying to show us how to do this thing. We can do better. We can do much more engaging and better. And I think that that video gives us this this opportunity to do just what you're saying. Uh, it down to hey, gives even specific workouts. I love octane equipment. I swear this is not a plug. What I liked about it is I could set a an interval program up on it, and then there would be a little video that would come up, and it would keep periodically. It or not even a video, even screenshots that would come up, and it would tell me where I am, what I'm doing, how I'm doing based on the intensity and the burn and my heart rate. I, and I ate it up while I was on that equipment. Well, now we can just do more targeted content that sits on an equipment. If I go on the elliptical, I can, just like I would with any treadmill or any other device, I can come in, I can pick a video workout that's programmed and go through that. I, I think it's absolutely something that clubs will do and uh, it will become more prevalent and it's all to the betterment of the member experience. And it's not just for the members. How great will it be for your team? Because uh, let's face it, I would prefer that they were scanning a QR code on a piece of hammer strength equipment where the video clip was put together by professionals at Hammer as opposed to jumping on YouTube and uh, yes. having a look at a YouTube clip <laughs> and learning how to use bits and pieces of equipment that way. So uh, let's face it, guys, QR codes can be great continuing education for our very own team members. So, Alex, before we go, and I'm putting you on the spot now, but can you please tell us 2022 and beyond, What? give me two things that you, you think will happen in the digital space 2022 and beyond the first one that i think is very compelling is gamification right so taking that orange theory splat point or the maths or anything else that, that incentivizes you to come back i think uh digital fitness is going to be using a heavy dose of gamification and i also see that the next thing that i see happening mel you kind of hinted at it is how can we get our AIM Club staff to really be at the forefront, more so than ever before? We always knew that people joined clubs and, and, and gravitated to specific trainers and instructors. Right? That's who they held the relationship with invariably. Um, I think there is a tremendous opportunity to extend the brand through your people as opposed to through the facility and amenities and those services that are within. Um, so I think that putting thinking like a Hollywood producer in some regards makes a lot of sense. World Gym is heavily leveraging Gunnar Peterson throughout their content right now. And there's a reason Gunnar is recognized. He may also come out with a quick free 50, you know, you can have free content that litters your catalog. And maybe that free content gives a tip, but then drives that member to, if you want to do more, Check out this session. We can do a session with so-and-so, with Mel on this, and she can get a little deeper with you. And then have a call to action that comes up in there. I think there's a lot of opportunity. Um, again, I, these are the two big ones in my mind that I see. Gamification, biometrics, we already talked about that's happening. 
But these two elements of really focusing on staff and the trainers and instructors in your clubs who are roaming your halls already as your stars and gamifying this so that it just keeps it interesting for the members. Well, you heard it here first, guys. Alex from Intellivideo has told you what is going to happen in 2022 and beyond. And I love the guys at World Gym and I love what they're doing here in our country. They're an absolutely amazing team and always, always thinking way ahead of uh, many others. But Alex, if uh, a club owner wants to have a more in-depth conversation with you, where is the best place for him or her to get in touch with you? Uh, well, they can reach me at alex.buffington at intellivideo.com or they can also reach us at sales at intellivideo.com. And, and of course, you've got our site. Anytime, come on in. I see all of those as they come in and any of our social channels. So we're really all over the place, omni-channel, so you can reach us anytime, anywhere. Sounds great. And Alex will explain all of that terminology to you again, if you're not too sure. But um, as I said, today I spoke to Alex Buffington from IntelliVideo. They were established in 2014. They are a video on demand live streaming and digital technology platform for gyms, health clubs and fitness businesses. Now I will be dropping all of Alex's information in the bottom of the podcast so that you can get in touch with him. I've had a great chat with Alex today. Alex, I hope that you have uh, an amazing Christmas, but more so, I hope to see you at the Fitness and Wellness Show here in Sydney in March 2022. And if not, I'll definitely be seeing you in the US next year. Mel, I wish you the best of holidays, of course. And uh, yes, I would love to be at all the events next year to see all of our brethren and sisters in the industry as we continue to uh, come back from this craziness. Well, Alex, thank you again. And as I said earlier on in the show, the Gym Owners Fitness Business Podcast is proudly supported and sponsored by the Fitness and Wellness Show in Sydney, March 2022. FitRec Fitness Registration for Fitness Professionals.